hey, it's mid-November and it's nearly time for Christmas music. It's okay, guys. Promise it's not a Christmas episode yet. But we'll sneak in some Christmas at the end of the episode. This is Between You and Me. Are you ready to hear about the next generation of Christian music? Let's go. Hello, friends. Welcome to episode 74 of Between You and Me, the podcast where music makers talk about the things that hurt, heal and change us in evangelical culture so we can find some common ground and healing. My name is Jess Morris. I'm a music journalist and an Aussie expat. And every week it is my delight to bring you interviews with some of the best musicians in Christian music and some of the best upcoming ones, which is where we're at this week. So you guys know that I love to talk about the nitty-gritty topics, the tough things like mental health and race and and all those important things. But it's important to know that as we navigate them, eventually the next generation is going to be taking the baton right and running with it. Well, that's where this week's episode comes in. I am speaking to a representative from Canyon Worship, and it's actually a collective group of students from Grand Canyon University in Phoenix, Arizona. And every year, they write their own songs and 10 are selected to go on this record. Now, these guys have had a fair bit of success already. They have over 20,000 listeners on Spotify across the globe, which is very impressive. Trust me. I sat down with their worship arts director, Randall Downs, and he told me about what the process actually is, identifying these students, pulling out their talent and choosing the songs that best reflect their heart and the heart of the university, which is non-denominational, I should add. That's also a fun topic that we talk about. So this is a fun episode, um, not just because Randall has a lot to give as someone who is like a leader in in like young adults ministry and it can really pinpoint what's happening in the next generation but because dotted throughout this you're actually going to hear some songs by some amazing artists I jumped on the topic of canyon worship because when I listened to their tracks it's something sounded special in it and I realized it was because they embrace different genres and different sounds and they give students permission to actually be themselves Uh, which is powerful and we need that. Whether these students go on to pursue another career, whether they go into church ministry, whether they go into like mainstream music or if they go into Christian music, we need more diversity. We need people to feel like they can be themselves. Um, That's why this episode excites me. So an update you guys will get a short bio about what Grand Canyon University does, who Canyon Worship actually are, and then we're going to go straight into this very fun interview. Let's go. What is the first thing you think of when someone says Arizona? The Grand Canyon, right? Me too. And I remember going there on my first pilgrimage when I was 21. I was awed at the way God had formed this landmark over millennia. And similar experiences have cultivated many a worship song, hymn, chorus, and probably more than a few out-of-tune melodies in the years since it was formed. So what does the experience offer the next generation of music makers? Well, a whole lot. Just ask the worship arts students at Grand Canyon University in Phoenix. Over the last five years, they have created multiple albums under the student project of Canyon Worship, an expression of their Centre for Worship Arts at Grand Canyon University. And they showcase what the next generation of Christian musicians and worship leaders have to offer, and it is good. 
Pre-COVID, the students would write their original songs and perform them at a yearly showcase, where the best of the best were picked for recording with top producers. Naturally, this year, an in-person showcase was out of the question, but that doesn't mean their creativity has run dry. In 2020, Canyon Worship have released 10 new tracks reflecting the students' experiences, weaknesses, hopes and dreams in God. And the best part is that they sing these songs every week in chapel when they're actually at school. This is actually what their heartbeat is. From the boppy lead single Be Alright by Amanda Eif, one of my favourites, to the soulful tones of All We Need by Chandler Cruz and Chris Calderon, this album shows an appreciation for collaboration, different genres, styles and denominational backgrounds. Yay! And with more than 20,000 listeners every month on Spotify, it's clear that Canyon Worship and these upcoming musicians are being heard around the globe and have even more exciting futures ahead of them. I spoke to Worship Arts Director Randall Downs about the 2020 compilation album and how students have navigated COVID. We discussed the balance between artistry and theology and what defines the next generation of Christian music makers. In what has been an extremely challenging year for students across the globe, this episode is one for the students who gave it their all, even if their graduation ceremony was a bit unconventional. Meet Canyon Worship. So, for people who have never heard of the project Canyon Worship before, what or who is Canyon Worship? No, that's a, that's a great question. So, Canyon Worship is a project through Grand Canyon University. Uh, We are a private Christian university in Phoenix, Arizona. And um, so Canyon Worship has become a yearly project, an annual project where students who are in our worship arts program, which is in the College of Theology, but they study to be either, you know, worship leaders, worship pastors, or some to be technical directors, uh, there's a couple different avenues. Uh, they're able to write songs, encouraged to write songs, and yearly they're able to submit songs. And so we do. So we do what's called a songwriter showcase every semester, and we have tons of submissions from our students. And the top, you know, 12 to 15 songs are chosen. Uh, they get to perform them at this uh, showcase, and then we take from two semesters, usually the the spring semester and the fall semester, we choose 10 songs um, to put on our Canyon Worship project, if this makes sense. And so we do this every year, and it's a a really incredible uh, opportunity for the students. We bring in producers who come to our recording studio at Grand Canyon and produce the album. So this year we had Jeff Hunker and Dave Willie, both from the band uh, of Satellites and Sirens. Nice. And uh, yeah, so they, they did a great job producing the record. And so this is our first, our fifth full length album. That's and incredible. so it is fantastic, which you can check all of them out, uh, you know, on Spotify or iTunes, Google Play, those sort of things. Yeah, no, that's incredible. Um, the fact that you guys have managed to, create not just one but five like good quality records i think the the thing that the thing that stood out to me was i started i started pressing play on just a couple of the tracks that were sent to me and i heard the voices of your students and i was like sold i like i want to hear this this is really cool um and i love that there's like you really celebrate how unique each student is in their track so you sort of go this is their style this is how they sing and you really work with them to craft that message um 
so do you guys do you decide on like uh, a vision for one album like a theme or is it literally just bring your heart and let's create something from this it, it really comes to to bring in your heart like you said um it, it's funny how a lot of the albums have now this is my second record to work on because I'm, I'm the worship arts coordinator and so i've I've been at GCU since June of 2016. So I came in on the tail end of the 2018 record and I've been here for the 19 and the 20. Um, But it's really been pretty cool how you can see uh, a theme kind of going through the album that's unintentional. Um, And so it's kind of neat how God works in that way, but the students write their songs independently. Some of them have written these songs years ago and have pulled them back out and reworked them or some write them on the spot. Um, and so it's just kind of neat to see some of the themes that flow through the album, but really there's no request for any kind of thematic elements. I found myself in the middle, trying to earn my own place, instead of trusting you with every trace of my life. In the valley of unknown, you pull me in and remind me that it's not about what I can see because you're working it out. He said, Ooh, don't worry, child, it's gonna be alright. He said, Ooh, don't worry, child, it's gonna be talked a little bit about your job your position you've been with sort of the students for the last two and a bit years how did you end up at Grand Canyon University heading up this program this creative project (laughs) that's a that's a great question I I never would have anticipated being where I am now it it was completely a God thing Um, I'm from Mobile Alabama you can People could probably tell I'm from the southeast of the United States with my accent. Um, And I went to seminary to get my master's and I studied a PhD there at a seminary in Memphis. And so while I was there, the opportunity presented itself to come and to help start a church in Phoenix. And so this was something that that I prayed through. At first, I was kind of hesitant, but God revealed that this is where he was leading And so I came out here with the church in 2016. And so I'm the worship pastor of a church plant in North Phoenix. And so while I was out here, I was finishing up doing the PhD thing. Had no idea why I was doing a PhD. That was not something that I wanted to do, but the Lord impressed it on my heart. And um, so it was just a God God thing. I finished it up in um, 2018. And this position at Grand Canyon had opened up. And... um, it all just worked out. I have a friend who works there and said, Hey, you should really consider um, looking into this position. Uh, so I prayed it through, sent in a resume and I didn't expect much, but, but the Lord opened the door. So that's kind of how I ended up in um, Grand Canyon university. I moved out here for the church and then God opened the door at the university. That's really cool. So in that sense, both like the ministry 
if you can categorize ministry and work, it's like both sides are now like really creative worship music based yeah. for you now. That's really cool. It's, it's awesome. And both have been just incredible experiences and, and God has taught me so much through, uh, they're, they're both, there's some similarities between working in the university and the church, but there's a lot of differences and man, I just feel blessed every day to work with students like those on this album and, even talking about the students in the album, there's so many great songs that we just couldn't put all the songs on the record. So just blessed to see these students, but then blessed to work here with the people in Arizona. So it's fun. Yeah. I love that. That's really, really cool. Um, can you tell me a little bit about the process you have, you've sort of talked about it a bit, but the process where students actually create songs, do the showcase and you choose them. How, how do you guys, actually choose them because I know that there are a ton of great songs that can't make it to the album purely because you've got a parameter of X amount of songs. So how do you go through the process of actually selecting the songs and selecting the students that make the album? Yeah, that's, that's a great question as well. So basically the way that that works is we have a, a team. So in the worship arts program for the worship ministry emphasis, so that'd be for those who are preparing to be worship leaders or our musical directors or whatever at the churches, um, they're required to take a songwriting class, um, which is pretty cool. So they get yeah. to kind of see how to work with lyrics and, and de- develop different melodies and so forth. Um, so when we get to the showcase submissions, we usually do the submissions uh, about halfway through the semester. And we have a team of our instructors at GCU who gather around, it's usually like five of us, and we listen through all the songs and they're incredible songs. And we kind of, uh, you know, rate them. Uh, and, and ultimately the top, like I said, sometimes between 12 to 15 songs will get to be performed at the showcase. And it's one of the coolest things because we still have to say, you know, we don't have room for some really great songs. But one of the greatest things I think with this, um, this program is you see some of these students who maybe their song didn't get selected one semester for the showcase, but these showcases are packed out with our students, with their families, and they're so excited for their fellow students. And it's just such a, a cool event to see them supporting one another, even if they didn't get selected to do it. But so that's kind of how it happens. So a lot of times we'll have some students who have never uh, made the showcase before who'll get that opportunity. And it's always a fun night. I mean, we gather, usually we gather, um, outside of the restaurant at our university and there's nice outdoor seating. We gather out there. Um, this semester we're going to have to do a virtual kind of setup because of the COVID situation going on, but it'll be a top notch, you know, virtual event. And so, but they're always so well attended and, and just a, a great time hearing the creativity and the uniqueness of each of the students. Yeah. How, how do you teach students to cope with the process of submitting and then like having criticism and even being rejected in the sense like you, you didn't quite make it this year. How do you teach them that? Because that's essentially preparation for life and the industry if they choose to step into the music industry. No, it very much is. Yeah, that that's exactly right. It's It can be a tough process. Like I've, I've been blessed in the fact that I haven't seen – uh, too bad of negative responses. But here's the cool thing is that students, uh, if they don't make it, I can't tell you how many students 
in those semesters say, hey, what can what can we do to make uh, these songs better? Um, where where were some areas of weakness? Um, you know, how can we improve on it? And so it's really great because when the students come across it with that mentality, then there's an eagerness to grow in their craft. Um, I don't teach song. I'm a, I'm a songwriter. I love writing music. I have for a long time. I don't teach songwriting class here at GCU. I teach mostly the theology classes. Um, but it's really an opportunity for the students to learn, to grow. And it's been cool because I've even in my short time at GCU, I've seen students who have earnestly come and asked for advice. And then I see them make the showcase in, you know, future semesters. So it's pretty cool. And then it's just trying to encourage them because like I said, a lot of the songs are really good. It's just, you can't take all the songs uh, at one time. Heart and mind, at peace not war, because your love's so perfect and sure. All I know is you are here with me. Mountains and valleys scream your name, angelic sounds echoing your praise. Let your spirit erupt in this place. You found me in my weakness, breathing life into I love the fact that you teach a lot of theology um, purely because one of the questions I had down was how do you embrace the creativity and the ideas and the diversity of your students while still maintaining that theological foundation? Because we have like, we've got core beliefs in Christianity, but even yep. then we start to start petering out. <laughs> so <laughs> how do you make sure that everything stays on the same page? Yeah. Uh, so GCU is a non-denominational uh, school, and so it's really neat because we have um, students from various Christian backgrounds, denominational backgrounds, and so it's really neat because it brings a lot of perspective uh, to your classes, to your conversations, and so since we are coming from a non-denominational approach, then really in a lot of the theological issues, it's, it's trying to express different beliefs and, and how people see some things differently. Of course, secondary issues, of course, uh, uh, the primary issues, we, we stick to scripture. And, um, but, but a lot of times there's a lot of secondary disagreements or different perspectives. And so the unique thing about the worship arts program is that um, it, it's, a, it's a good blend between the arts and theology. And so we want to make sure because yes, we're, we're equipping students to be songwriters in hopes that they'll use their gifts in the church. And some may use it in a Christian music platform, but we're really training up men and women to go serve in local churches. And so to do that, uh, of course, they have to be trained in their craft, right? You can't uh, not be able to sing or not be able to play an instrument or know how to run sound or whatever uh, facet you're doing. You have to know how to do those things. So that's important 
but we want to make sure that we're sending people who are grounded in the word of God, who have a theological understanding. And so they realize, Hey, when you get into your churches, you're going to be pastors, you're going to be leaders. Uh, you're going to have to counsel others. You're going to have to, um, really meet people where they are and know how to respond to situations. It's more than just playing music or running a soundboard or whatever the case may be. So it's a great program in the fact that I think it's a healthy balance. Um, we have their core theology classes. We have worship arts specific theology classes, and then quite a bit of uh, fine arts and production training. So in that regard, I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, no, I like that a lot. That makes a lot of sense. And I love that there's room for like secondary things. I love that there's room for people to bring that to the table and actually have conversation. It's so healthy. It's, it is. It, it happens when you go and you work at a church. So <laughs> it is. It's just great because people come, you know, and you can have discussions, but people, I've, I've yet to see anybody enter into discussions without coming from a, a humble perspective. And, you know, even some of the instructors at GCU, we, we vary in some some views and and I've never heard an argument among instructors. It's just healthy, good discussion uh, and encouraging one another. Are you a creator? Do you like creating fancy slideshows for church? Or maybe you're a videographer, a podcaster like me. Maybe you just love creating things and you need amazing stock music or videos to fill the needs. That is where Soundstripe comes in. The team at Soundstripe are world-class musicians who have hired world-class musicians to create stock music without all the loopholes of licensing. Simply subscribe and you can select what track you want and license it as many times as you want. It's a great way to support artists and create world-class content. We love our friends at Soundstripe. We have been partnered with them since the first episode of Between You and Me, and we are so grateful for their support. If you would like to use their content or check them out, go right now to soundstripe.com 
and use the code YOUMEPOD at checkout for 10% off. That is the code YOUMEPOD at the checkout and you will get 10% off. You're welcome. Hey, it's me again. Big surprise, I know. But you know what I love? Nearly equally as much as good music. I love a good band tea. And I love a good nostalgic band tea, which is why I'm a big fan of the Between You and Me web store. If you head there right now, you will actually find that we have throwbacks to some of the most iconic Christian musicians and plenty of ammunition for the next catch up with the friends you survived Christian college with or who also survived being a PK with. Go check out our t-shirts, our hoodies, our masks, because that's a thing in 2020, and even our phone covers or notebooks. We would love you to take home a piece of Between You and Me and remember wherever you go that you belong here, that you are a part of a family of misfits and worshippers and questioners and people who apparently like nostalgia. Go and check it out now at our website, betweenyouandmepod.com and hit the shop button. Obviously, the challenges that the world has faced in the last year have been really unique. Um, but for students, it's a whole nother level, whether they're on campus or they're doing things remotely. And even if they're on campus, they're doing things differently. How have you seen the challenges of 2020 uh, nearly enhance the creativity of your students? That is, that, yeah, that's an <laughs> excellent question because there's no way we could have foreseen how um, things were going to go, right? And so last semester, the last four weeks ended, um, you know, remotely. So everybody went back to their homes and we were doing everything online. And as you can imagine, that's a pretty big adjustment, especially for some of our seniors, you know, who uh, didn't get to have the traditional graduation, you know, that they that they probably had hoped for or longed for. Um, we just couldn't have seen it coming, but it certainly has uh, offered up a lot more free time to be creative. I know in homes, a lot of people um, have been in their houses, especially for, you know, several months. It was, you didn't get, you may go out and walk or run or whatever, but you know, not, not going a whole lot of places. So um, I've heard constantly from students who have been writing songs or who've been studying, uh, you know, passages of scripture, different books. Um, so I've heard from various students who've really used the time wisely. Um, I'm sure, you know, there, there were days in my life that I feel like you had a great time to be creative, to study, to do things. And I know there were days where probably I was lazier than I should have been. Um, (laughs) but, uh, I've been encouraged and I'm really excited. So our semester now, we started the first three weeks online. And so um, starting next week, we're going to, we're going to be meeting in person, but they're having kind of a split class. So half of my class will be with me one class period while the other half does something online and then vice versa the next day. So I'm actually excited to get to see the students again, to hear uh, even more about what's been going on through the summer and, um, I'm excited to hear even more examples of how they use their time to be creative, to grow and different things. You work with so many, like, I'm trying to think of how to phrase it. I sort of like say like the next generation of church leaders and musicians and stuff like that. Um, which always sounds weird now I say it because it makes me feel really old. But you, you do, like, you sort of, you hear what what they're doing and where they're coming from, what they're going through before a lot of us do. Um, 
what in your from your perspective what marks this upcoming generation of church leaders and worshipers um like what what makes them different or unique to say the generations that have come before them that's a fantastic question um man i'm 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 with you i never felt old until i started working at the university and and uh then you know 37 doesn't sound quite as young uh when you're talking to your your students um one of the greatest i think characteristics i've noticed in this younger generation is there seems to be a lot more emphasis at least from my perspective on community um I think I've seen this more so than in previous generations than in my generations, which I think, you know, in my generation, we had friends. Uh, we spent a lot of time with friends, but it seems like with the students now, it extends past just, you know, like close friend groups. And um, I have been amazed, not just at worship arts, you know, I, I'm not too surprised to see this with theology students, you know, those who are training for ministry purposes, but I've seen it in students who a lot of our students are minors who are in other fields of study and man, just a sense of community and the sense of helping one another out. Um, even when it's a big inconvenience to yourself, that's the biggest thing I think I've noticed. Um, I mean, you could of course point to some more expected things like uh, the ability to use technology better. You know, these, these students are, are fantastic when it comes to technology um, and, and different things like that, but just a sense of community, uh, of, of helping one another in need. Uh, I think it's a pretty, a pretty powerful thing. Mm-hmm. What's the most challenging part of your job? Well, the most challenging part of my job is, that's a, that's a good one. Most challenging part of my job when I first started would have been the teaching because, coming out the gate, this was a new, I didn't have experience uh, teaching prior to GCU. Um, pretty much all my fellow faculty members, uh, you know, came from different schools or different areas that they have taught in. So initially that would have been the biggest change. Um, but now, oh, that's, that's, a, that's a really good question. Cause now teaching feels a lot more comfortable uh, I still probably some of the administrative aspects and I feel like I've grown in, in administration. This was kind of the first job where I've really had to be uh, this proficient in, in administration. And um, I've been in ministry positions where certainly you're administrative in those areas, but uh, planning, uh, staying on top of schedules and, and where I'm going, that's probably the biggest challenges I face. But I feel like I'm growing better at it day day after day. Loving kindness sees me, your constant grace around me. I know you'll rescue me like you have always. However dry the season, however high the waves, I know you'll rescue me like you.
work with ministry and like church church people <laughs> i can't think of a better term <laughs> sorry um like it, both in your like worship pastor in church and at work you are if in my like you're totally engulfed in a amazing but also very intense um different worlds where it's full of amazing things but also a lot of expectation and pressure when it comes to serving and leading um how do you stay grounded and take care of yourself in ministry whether you are teaching or worship leading or just at church serving uh, yeah so one of the i think one of the biggest blessings in disguise is when i'm dealing with ministry i think teaching these classes and and keeping some of these principles that you're taught in seminary or college um about difficulties maybe you'll face in ministry or safeguards you know to be safe in your ministry uh, the spiritual formation aspect i think it's really a blessing that I'm, I'm teaching a lot of these classes because that stays on the forefront of your heart and on the forefront of your mind and so i think in some ways that actually gives me a little bit of advantage when i'm serving in a church whereas i know um, a lot of my friends who serve in ministry full-time which is amazing, whether they're pastoring, whether they're the worship pastor, whatever capacity. I know a lot of times when, when you're engulfed in ministry nonstop, sometimes it's easy to forget some of those things that you were taught. Um, and it's easy to experience burnout or not to know how to respond to certain circumstances or situations. And so I'm really grateful in, in that regard. And then one of the coolest things about my position, other than getting to know these students and invest in these students, is getting to know pastors and worship pastors all across Phoenix, which is awesome because, you know, they want to connect with the worship arts program, what God's doing here. Our students have to be involved their last year in an internship where they serve in, in a church. Of course, we're encouraging them to plug into a local church from the time they get here. Um, but this gives me an opportunity. Like today I've met with three pastors three, from three, three different churches. And, and so I love it because you get to hear what God's doing in their churches, um, seeing some of the struggles that they're facing and how they're, they address the struggles. Um, so it's really encouraging and it's good to have kind of accountability as you're talking to other uh, pastors in various areas. And, and it's just fantastic. I love that, that portion of my job. That's really, really cool. I love that. I love that you get nearly like an overview of what, what God's doing in Phoenix. I think that's really, really cool. It is amazing. God is working here too, which is pretty, pretty awesome. So we need that. Um, I, that's all the questions I have about the Canyon Worship Project. I have a few popcorn questions for you, but is there okay. anything else that you wanted to talk about in regards to Canyon Worship or the Worship Arts Program that you run? The main thing I would say, if, if you're looking to go into ministry and, and you're looking for a place uh, to study, consider Grand Canyon University. It is an awesome university, uh, not just for the College of Theology. One thing I love about the university is that it is so gospel-centric. And so even students who come here, it's a Christian university, but we have a lot of people who aren't believers who come to the university. And all students are required to take Christian worldview where they hear the gospel presented. And, and the university is very, uh, they emphasize that to a great 
deal. So I think that's incredible. So if you're looking for a university, check out Grand Canyon University and then check out the new Canyon Worship album. It's fantastic. These students have done an awesome job, 10 great songs. And so check that out. my questions for you are more than anything just random because I was curious and they don't fit anywhere else. (laughs) Um, And you can tell that I'm Australian because my first question is knowing that you live near the Grand Canyon or at least the university named after the Grand Canyon, what is your favorite landmark to road trip to? Oh, favorite landmark in the Grand Canyon or just in (laughs) the Grand Canyon. (laughs) 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 Or, Or just in Arizona. Uh, anywhere you could choose any any landmark that you like. If there's any that come to mind, <laughs> hey, I think I think uh, I, I think the Grand Canyon is pretty impressive. I'll go with that one because I'm so familiar with it. When I first moved here, um, being on this church plant, we had tons of mission teams coming in to help us um, uh, in the community, share the gospel, to be engaged in different events, and so. My first year moving here, I literally went to the Grand Canyon nine times because because all these mission teams would come to help us, which is amazing, and we we longed for their help. But they're here, so they have to see the Grand Canyon. So we would take the trip. It's three hours, three hours roughly away, and so you can't top it. We go to the village um, portion of the Grand Canyon. It is outstanding. You walk up there. Have you been? I have, yeah. I went probably about nine years ago, and I love it. It is unbelievable. You feel so small. I mean, I'm, oh yeah. You know, I'm a big guy, and but stand on the side of the uh, the canyon, and you just feel so small, and you just realize how magnificent God is. So, I would say that uh, my wife and I checked out Yellowstone National Park this summer, and that was gorgeous. But we'll stick with the Grand Canyon. Both, both are excellent answers. For an Australian, I'm great. <laughs> Never been to Australia, I'm, but I've got to go sometime. Here it's beautiful. You are welcome to come at any point. It's beautiful here. <laughs> yeah. When COVID lifts, you're welcome. <laughs> um, if you could have any worship artist, minister, collaborate with your students on a future Canyon Worship album, who would it be 
and why? Okay, so probably, I would probably say Mike Weaver of Big Daddy Weave. Um, we've actually had him speak to our students. So I actually know Mike because Big Daddy Weave started uh, in the same area I'm from. I'm from Mobile. They started in Pensacola, Florida, which is like 45 minutes away. So I became good friends with them there. Dude loves Jesus. I mean, so much. And he is, um, of course, we know, incredibly talented. Um, and so he spoke to our students, uh, I think, last year and rocked it. I mean, the students loved him. Um, and just because I know him personally, I know his heart for the Lord, then I would be, without hesitation, 100% on board with him coming and being a part. But I'm also a, a massive Matt Redman fan. I love Matt Redman. Both, um, both excellent. I know. Both I am, you know, I, I don't get uh, starstruck too often, but I've got to meet him, uh, and I was definitely a little star starstruck. Um, he's just, man, talk about somebody who can write about the fear and the awe of the Lord. Nobody does it better than him. And I think he's out in California now. I don't think he's in England, so I'm hoping he's not too far from us. I'm hoping maybe we can get him to connect in some capacity in the future. That would be amazing. <laughs> Excellent choices. Yeah, thanks. Excellent choices. We'll keep you posted if um, it happens with either one of those guys. Yes, of course. <laughs> it's like, don't, don't mind me. I'm just coming over for, just to see him talk. It's fine. <laughs> um, my last question for you. If you could go back to speak to yourself just before you applied for the job at the university to oversee okay. worship arts, you just moved to Arizona what would you say to yourself knowing what you know now? All right. That's a, that's a good question. That's going to take me a second to think about. It's okay. Um, probably one of the biggest things that I would have gone back and told myself getting ready for uh, would be, oh, man, I'm stumped. There's plenty of things I needed to learn beforehand. <laughs> I've been learning as we go. Um, I would, I would think, uh, that I would have told myself to even have networked more before, before getting the position I'm in. Um, because I think it really took, uh, getting into this worship arts coordinator position to reach out and start seeing pastors of other churches and what they're doing. And, uh, we had, we have some churches we're close to here. Um, we've had some local supporting churches, uh, for our church plant, but I think, I think just to, to get to network even more, because here's the thing, as I talk to more and more pastors, I've been involved in worship ministry myself for probably about 20 plus years. And, but there's so many other things that I can glean from other worship pastors and other, uh, teaching pastors of things. Hey, here's an area that these students really need to be aware of. And it may be something that hasn't struck me uh, as important before, or, or maybe I've overlooked it. So I think that would have been a pretty big deal is going back and beginning networking early.
you pierce through the night and you open my eyes and you're with me today and you one thing that I got out of this episode it's that I'm older than I felt like I was (laughs) I feel like I was just in youth group and now I've realized at 30 that I'm seen as old by people who were younger than me which is logical but for so long you know we're given the verses like from 1 Timothy like don't let, let anyone look down on you because you're young I realize I no longer qualify in that young category for a whole lot of young people and I have to learn to accept that. So it was really lovely that Randall was there to take me on that journey <laughs> and and that we could talk about what's good and new and fresh and exciting. Um, that makes me really happy and excited. I feel like for a healthy church or healthy people to really reflect the heart of God, we need to be creating new things, not just for the sake of newness, but but to reflect the people around us and reflect what we're passionate about and to reach people where they are at. The students who form Kenyan Worship are actually creating music now that will form the way they minister and reach their generation in the years to come. When we are thinking that music like Hillsong is still rad and they're like, but haven't you heard this? Um, then again, given it's Hillsong, they'll probably already create whatever the new sound is. But you get my point. What these guys have to offer is really special. Um, and that's why I wanted to give them a platform today. I would love you to pick up Canyon Worship's 2020 compilation album. You can get it now on your favourite platform like Apple Music, Deezer. Does anyone actually visit Deezer? If you do, let me know. I say it every week and I have no idea. But you can go and get the album by Canyon Worship right now. The link is in my bio. You can also reach out to the team at Grand Canyon University by just connecting at GCU Worship Arts. If you're interested in learning more about their program or want to submit, want to apply, just want to check out some of the artists, you can also go to centerforworshiparts.com and just for all my folks out there who live in the British Commonwealth, uh, Centre is C-E-N-T-E-R, not like our centre, like American Centre. Um, so go check it out. Let them know that you love this episode. Show the students some love and give them a bit of a boost. It's been an intense year. Uh, I can't imagine the emotional ups and downs that have happened for all students. So show them a bit of love. And if you have some young people in your own life, people who are part of a youth ministry or people who are like upcoming musicians, just young people who are wanting to make their mark on the world and you think they'd benefit from this episode, please just go and send it over and let them know. Let them know that there are people across the globe who are joining them in making a difference and making something fresh and new and that there are opportunities for them. Um, maybe Grand Canyon University is a place for you. That is all I have for this week and I want to thank you guys for joining me on this special episode. Um, It feels good to be able to smile and laugh and talk about lighter but still important things at the moment. I know it's really intense, um, but I'm glad you're here and I'm glad that we are here and I'm glad that we've made it to this point in November. Um, And I'm also glad that we can start playing Christmas music. Now, you're probably one of two people, right? 
you're you're either the oh my gosh Christmas starts either the day after Thanksgiving or December 1 or you're like me and you would happily celebrate Christmas year round. If you fall into the second category, welcome home. We're about to play Christmas music for you to close out the episode and I'm going to make this baby run as long as it can all the way through December and November. So we are closing today's episode with a song by Micah Tyler. It is called Feels Like Joy and it sounds like joy, my friends. Enjoy it. All right. My name is Jess Morris. Please connect with me online. I am at Jessica K. Morris. You can also find the podcast online at Between You Me Pod on all your socials. Go give us a follow and a shout out. And while you're on your favorite podcast platform, can you please double check that you've pressed subscribe? We want to make sure that you get next week's episode in your inbox as soon as it lands next Friday. All right, that's all I have for you. Thank you, my friends, for doing life with me and for being here for important conversations. I will see you next week. Here's to hope. Everybody's waited the whole year long Counting down those days until Christmas comes A chill is on the breeze And the family's all in town are on the tree and it won't be too long now feels like joy to the world feels like snow in the air feels like quiet singing church bells ringing hope is everywhere jesus christ has come and one thing is clear between the tiny little baby and all my friends and family is the best time of the year feels like joy feels like joy Make a memory We'll cherish through the years It's the most wonderful time And that time is finally here Feels like joy to the world Feels like snow in the air Feels like quiet singing Church bells ringing Hope is everywhere Jesus Christ has come And one thing is clear Between the tiny little baby And all my friends and family Is the best Feels like joy to the world. Feels like snow in the air. It feels like choir singing, church bells ringing.